Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast where we agree to disagree on a lot of different things. Today, we're going to be talking about life after the Olympics. And of course, we also we also want to hear Jonas's side of the story because he has a story to tell, too, because he lived through it, even though he wasn't part of the Olympics. He still is part of life now and what we're doing mm-hmm. after life after the Olympics. So, um. You ready to get started, I guess? Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Um, so just give everyone a brief history of how you made Team at USA and made it to the Olympics. Just summarize your whole journey getting there just real quick. Okay, so again, I was alternate 2016 Olympics. I was fourth in the all-around, but they took sixth and seventh or se- – no, they took seventh and eighth and replaced fourth and fifth. So I got put as a first alternate, so super devastating – Went to Rio, but didn't compete. And then um, once we got home from Rio, I decided I don't really want to do this elite thing anymore. I want to go live my dream in college gymnastics. So pursued my um, dreams and went to the University of Utah on a full ride scholarship and competed on their gymnastics team for three years. Freshman year, fell in love with it, said I'm never doing elite gymnastics ever again. This is where I'm supposed to be. And my junior year came around and Little did we know I would be deciding to go back for 2020, but after much thought, um, I made the big decision to um, hold off on college my senior year and go do the 2020 Olympics. So went back to Arizona to train. It was a crazy year. Tons of things happened. You can go back and listen to some of our podcasts where we have talked about it. And um, Olympics got postponed because of COVID. So it ended up being 2021. So it was a big decision because I was like, do I stay? Do I go back to college? Just because I didn't know what was going to happen with COVID. And then like my senior year, I was like, do I push this back another year? And so ended up staying, made the Olympic team, except with this Olympics, it was, um, it was a four-man team, two-event specialist spot. I originally came back to train for the four-man team. Um, just because the Olympic coach had told me that Jade was going in for to try to win a spot for floor and vault for the individual spot. So he was like, we'll have to take someone for bars and beam because I specialize in floor and vault. So he's like, we want you for the all around. And then at Olympic trials, I got put as an event specialist with Jade. So even though we were both good at floor and vault, we both got put in as event specialist. And then there's the four man team. And yeah, the Olympics was pretty crazy journey. So many things happened, so many ups and downs, but I was able to compete one last time, even though I thought I was going to be flying home, got put in because Simone got the twisties and no longer could compete or try vault. So she gave me the opportunity to be able to go in and win a silver medal in vault. So I hope that was a good short enough story because I tend to talk a lot. So I hope that was good enough. No, that was good. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay. And then my perspective on all that, I met Michaela when it was your sophomore year my freshman year Mm -hmm. at college and we started dating after like a few months and I it was pretty soon like after we met I feel like I noticed pretty quick people started bringing up the next Olympics because we met in 2017 and so then it was like at the end of the year. So like 2018, we were only two years away from the Olympics. And I feel like that's when people kind of started mm-hmm. to ask you. And like people would ask me to ask you. And I'm like, I don't want to ask you. you know, like, I know. And I'm like, I don't know. Or it's like, too early to yeah. tell. And then so we kept dating. And then 2019, um, 
that was when it was kind of real because it was only one year away. And so that was, I knew you a lot better by then. We'd been dating for a while and I could kind of see. Yeah, but did you think I was going to go back? Because like, I didn't really know for sure for myself. (laughs) I knew for sure you were going to go back just because I knew you well enough at that point. I knew that because when people would ask you, you'd say, don't want to talk about it. Don't want to think about it. Like, just want to focus on season. I'll figure it out after season. But I knew just because I knew you well enough. I knew that you were going to. Well, and Tom and Megan, the coaches at Utah really like wanted to know because they got to know for recruiting purposes or to find someone else for when I'm gone. And it was starting to put a lot of pressure on me. And I think they could kind of tell that it was like kind of messing with my head. And so they finally were just like, Hey, let's wait till after NCAA nationals. If we make it there, you know, like then, then you can tell us your decision. We'll, we'll let, we don't, we don't want to like put any more pressure on you. Cause we already know that it's stressful. And so that was like really hard too. Cause I was like, I don't freaking know. Like I just need to finish season and then see how I feel. Yeah. You cause know, cause everyone, like, everyone wanted to, it know. was like the talk, every interview. It was yeah. like, I was being asked that. And then it's it was like, like every interview all over social media, like your coaches, like your friends, <laughs> like everyone. And then it was funny. Cause <clears throat> Jonas's mom, I know we mentioned this, I think in the one podcast, but, or one episode, but. Jonas's mom was like, yeah, you should go back and do the Olympics. Like you've already been doing some of your like elite skills and your college routines. Like you'll be fine. And I'm like, (laughs) no, that doesn't even compare. Like, yeah, I was doing way harder stuff than most people in college, but like it still didn't even compare to like my elite routines and all the training that goes into it. And Jonas, like he got to experience that whole side of it. But like, I have to say it wasn't even as bad as when I did elite before when I was training like seven hours a day and I was in high school and I feel like felt like I traveled way, way more because we had so many more camps. And then it was just like when I came back, you know, the whole era was different. Marta was gone. There's a new Olympic coach. Camps were weird. You know, it was just so different. So like, I think you really still didn't get like a full taste of it, but you did, but not Marta era was way worse. So he didn't really get that, that side Mm -hmm. of it, but it was still a lot. A lot to take in, but yeah, it was a lot. So I mean, anyways, no one. Really I kind understood. of, I kind of knew you were gonna go back, um, and then you made the decision, and then I left for California for work. You left for Arizona to train, and you know, I just heard from you how hard it was. Then we ended up getting married, and then I saw firsthand. You know, life was pretty rough. <laughs> just a whole lot of training. Your body kind of hurt, and then, and then everyone knows what happened. You had you know, your bone spur and COVID, pneumonia. COVID and other issues. And so, yeah. And then the whole postponement a year and yeah, it was kind of a wild time. Well, and then it was just like hard. Cause like I had so much drive when I came back and like, I like killed it. Like I had three months to get my routines ready. I competed at classics, went to championships, like all in three months of being back, made the national team, got fourth at world selection camp, made the world's team. Like no one's ever done that. And so it's just like, and to go from college into that, um, I've been the first to ever do anything like that. And so it was just like, to be able to like make all that, especially as fast as I did. Like I know Brenda Dow came back and um, she had made worlds and stuff, but like she also had a lot more time than I did. And then to even like go through what we went through and to make the Olympic team, like I don't think anyone's ever done that from college. So anyway, just so crazy and I just had that drive to like, I can do this. I have, 
you know, about a year, not even a year to get ready for the Olympics. And I was like, it's like on a freaking streak, man. Like I was going hard. I was doing so well. And then it was just like, once COVID happened, oh my gosh, like the drive wasn't there anymore. I hated my life. Like, <laughs> cause I, elite gymnastics is hard, right? And to have to do it for a whole nother year when you were thinking like, oh, I'm just going to do this for kind of a year and then go back to college, finish my senior year. Cause like I deferred my freshman year of college to do 2016 Olympics. And then, so that was like, it all ended up being three years of deferment and that's all you can do. And so I was just like, I'm getting too old for this. And I was like, I don't think I even want to do college gymnastics anymore, which was so sad. Cause like I didn't get to have like that senior year experience, you know, and like never would have thought my junior year was going to be over. So like the whole thing was kind of crazy, but yeah, the motivation, I had nothing. Like it was just like, I don't even know how I ended up pulling it together in the end. Like it just seems like a blur to me. I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Because <laughs> you probably wanted to kill yourself. You were probably ripping your hair out. You hated I me. Was, I was so grumpy. I was pissy. I was crying. I hated my life. I'm like, I was fine. this is so hard. But I just like, you know, had to change my mindset and attitude and just ended up taking it one day at a time. And I guess I just figured it out because I've been through so many trials and so many situations that it just hasn't stopped me before. And somehow I just like dig down deep and I find a way to do it. But dang, was it freaking hard. Then it was annoying because I was learning all those new skills and working so hard. And then I freaking get COVID, pneumonia, my bone spur. And then I didn't even get to compete half the stuff I freaking worked so hard on. So frustrating. But hey, I got to go to the Olympics, so can't complain. Anyway, yeah, sorry, so I interrupted Jonas. He no, was well, so this episode is about life after the Olympics. <sighs> so that was a long backstory. And then basically at the Olympics was kind of bittersweet just because I couldn't go, you know, but I could watch. And then after the Olympics, it was, you. we both flew home to Arizona. <clears throat> we turned around like the same day, went to Orlando because the U.S. Olympic Committee was throwing that, there was like that get together for families mm-hmm. of the Olympians. That was a really cool experience. That was lots of fun. And then we fly back Arizona, pack up, move to Utah, and then as soon as we get to Utah, oh, you go so and crazy. tour. So yeah. it was like, I boom, didn't even boom, get to boom. say bye to anybody, spend any time in Arizona. It was just like packing up, peace out, bye. So I mean, I know it took some time to process, but how did you feel after the Olympics? Were you excited? Were you tired? Had you been waiting to retire? Did you want to do it again? No. It's so weird because for how competitive, aggressive, I want to win, I don't ever want to lose, I, like, there's still a part of me that, like, hated gymnastics. But, like, there's still that part of me that loved gymnastics. So it was, like, I just, like, it's so weird to me because, like, I don't know, even when I was doing college gymnastics, I'm, like, I'm so ready to retire and be done. And then it was, like, then I decided to go for the Olympics. And I was, like, what am I doing? Like, this is so hard, but, like, I was doing so good, and I, like, had the drive, but I'm, like, wow, like, I knew it was going to be hard, but I just kind of had forgotten how hard it was, because college was so easy, and then, I don't know, (laughs) I just, I was ready to be done, I don't know, even doing the Olympics, I was, like, you were definitely ready to be done, ready to be done, and then what about, so immediately after, what about a few months after? no. 
I was so good with life, but tour. Did anything change? No, I don't even go into a gym and play. So has anything changed like, since then? So from the moment you finished, you were so happy to be done. A few months after that, you were still happy to be done. Now it's been a year and a half. Still happy. That's good. That's still consistency. Still happy as can be. I know, it's just weird. To, I mean, like sometimes when I watch videos or like when it had been a year from the Olympics, you guys saw my story. I talked about it and cried because it like, you know, it's sad. Like, oh my gosh, like I did all that. And then it's just like done. But like, I don't have regrets I don't I don't need to go and do the Olympics again like if I would have competed in the Olympics the first time I don't think I would have gone back the second time I don't need to go and redeem I don't know I'm just like now that I made it like that was my goal and my dream and I did it and I was able to live it to the fullest and I was just ready for that next chapter of life I mean I don't know if that's just from growing up being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and like you know we're taught you know to be wives to get married and to have children and having lots of nieces and nephews that's just something I always wanted so like I was just ready for that next step in life to like be a mom and like to grow and like see what see what's next in life like gymnastics isn't everything and like growing up that's all you learn and I know there are so many athletes that have gone on podcasts and were like you know they don't teach you anything after gymnastics. So like when you just quit, like I'm so depressed, I don't know how to handle life and start a job. And you know, they don't teach you that you just, you just, all you know is gymnastics. And I'm like, I mean, that's true, but like you got it. You grow up at some point. It's like, before you go to college, like college, your freshman year is rough. It's hard. You're learning the ropes. You're adjusting. It's way different. And you're with new girls and new coaches. And it's like, no one really teaches you then either. You kind of just get thrown into it and you just learn, you know? And like, that's just life after gymnastics. You just get thrown into it, but you learn, you grow, you become an adult, you know? It's like... Did you ever feel like you had to find a new purpose now that the Olympics was over? Jonas wants me to have a job, but other than that, <laughs> no, I feel like... Well, I mean, did you feel like it though? Like, because your whole no, life you I were aiming know. for one goal, then you get I home, know. did you ever feel like... No, I just... You're just I mean, happy like you didn't have a, a huge goal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing was is like, I mean, I kind of worked out a little bit. Like, I took a step class and did that a little bit, but like, didn't fully work out. And then I felt like I was kind of getting chubby, and so I'm like, okay, I think it's time to like start working out again. So then I started burn and like was doing that whole thing, and I love that. So, I feel like that kind of helped me find something to do. Cause after a while, like I was kind of getting burned, I was kind of getting bored and like, it's not like we could go on vacation all the time. Like we did do a couple things, but then I was still in school and I was just busy with stuff. So I feel like my mind didn't really have time to like think much of anything, you know? And then like, I kind of thought of having a job and then I'm like, well, if I have a job, like, cause I travel and like do public speaking and I do appearances and, I'm still kind of involved in like gymnastics stuff and summer camps and this and that. And then I'm like, well, if I have a normal job, I can't really just like get up and leave and go do that if I need to travel somewhere. So I'm like, yeah, I don't really think I could have a normal job right now. So I don't know, but I think I've been doing good. Like I think, like I haven't been depressed at all. I've, and I, th and I think like for me, like being married and stuff, I mean, I did live at home for a little bit after college. You know, I was home mm -hmm. for like three months before we got married. So I did have to go back home a little bit. And that was weird after college. But then like, 
I don't know. I feel like I, my transition was just easy because we got married and it's not like I had to go like live on my own and pay think, my own bills. And I, th- I think we've mentioned this before, but I think for you, you really didn't have a crisis until yeah. you finished school because it was go, was go, so go busy. for the Olympics. Yeah. And then it was boom, go on tour. Then it was boom, school. And then school was nonstop. And then you graduated school and that was, you know, not too long ago. And then that's when you were like, now what do I do with my life? You know, because you graduated school, mm-hmm. you know, like, didn't really know what you wanted to do next. I think it wasn't until then. Um, but did you feel like you were in an Olympics bubble, like, right afterwards? Like, were you doing lots of appearances? So this was my thing on it. Like, it was so weird. And I, 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 I like, have talked to, like, Jonas about it, my mom, you know. Like, it's so weird because, like, I always remember, like, after the Olympics, like, the girls would go off and be like in the SPs and like, like the whole Olympic team would go off and like, they'd go to all these appearances and do all these things like after the Olympics and like, none of us have done that. And I don't know if it's just like a COVID thing or like what it was, but like none of us have done anything together. Like the only thing we were like together on was tour, but like they had the Kellogg's tour after the last Olympics, but they still did all their appearances and did all these cool things. And it like really made me sad. Cause I was like, that's like the best part, like getting to have some rewards after all that hard work and like accomplishing, accomplishing, you know, like your dreams ever, like since I was a little girl, that was like my biggest dream was to make the Olympics, but then to be able to go and celebrate and like get to go show off and be known. And then I was like, well, is it cause we didn't like team USA didn't win like the gold at the Olympics, you know, we got, took silver, but then like everyone's story was so unique and so cool. And like, we all ended up going home with a medal. So I'm like, our story's still amazing, but it's just like, we didn't do like anything. So I feel like not like, not really. Cause then like most of us too, like they, all the girls went to college besides Simone. And then mm-hmm. I still went for school. I didn't go for gym, but it's like, everyone just went their separate ways. And all of a sudden it was just like, boom, you know, I don't know. So it's like, yeah. I don't feel like I was ever, like, in an Olympic bubble. I feel like it just kind of, like, ended. Like, we went to the Olympics, COVID kind of ruined it, and it was just, like, we're over. Like, eh, it's whatever, Olympics, whatever. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I feel like it just wasn't, like, most Olympics and wasn't as rememberable because it was, like, no fans got to be there. Like, sometimes when I really think about it, it just makes me really sad because, yeah, we were so grateful we got to go to the Olympics. But, you know, growing up and watching it on TV and then, like, being there in Rio and seeing everyone's family in the crowd and flags going up for cheering for your team and, like, that whole – we just – we didn't get to have that. And so it's, like, it just didn't – it just doesn't even – it didn't even seem like we had the Olympics. Like, Olympic trials felt more real to me than the Olympics. Like, when I try to picture the Olympics, it just, like – it's weird. It felt like a normal practice. It was not like, like Olympic mm-hmm. trials. We had like 18,000 fans or whatever it was, 18,000 plus fans, maybe 20,000. And it was just so cool, like competing. And like, you know, I was out there and the crowd was going with me and it was just like so unreal. And so it's like, yeah, I just feel like I've never had that like Olympic bubble. Yeah, that's too It's like bad. really sad to say, but like we just didn't get, the full experience, man, man, my life's just been hard. Like <laughs> gymnastics, it's just never been fair for me. I've had to go through so much crap and so much politics and so much hate. And to be able to f- 
push through it, fight through it, and not let it stop me from achieving my one end goal, you know, and hey, you got the medal. I got the medal and I proved a lot of people wrong and got to let people see the real me and know the real me and did the whole YouTube channel and, you know, wanted to show people that I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to quit, you know, and to let people see the real, the real raw stuff that goes behind it. And I think totally changes people's perspectives, but it just sucks because, you know, being so close in 2016 and then going and seeing the girls get to live that and then you thought your Olympic dream was over and then you come back to it and you're like, okay, so if I make the team, like I'm married, so my husband gets to be there. Like, how cool is that? That like my husband gets to watch mm-hmm. me in the Olympics and like my family and, and then that doesn't happen and we don't get to stay in the village. So I don't know. When I really think about it, it kind of makes me sad. Like in the moment, I didn't really think much of it. I'm just like, oh, I'm so grateful we, we still get to go, you know? Cause like we were just living in the times and that's just how it was. So it was kind of like, oh, whatever. But Now I'm just like, man, like, sucks. This podcast is brought to you by Healthcare, a new model of healthcare rooted in community to improve the health of all families. Healthcare provides complete support for mothers experiencing the fertility, pregnancy, and pediatric journey. Oath gives you direct access to maternal and child health specialists paired with a support system of fellow mothers. Oath matches you with your own care team, a stage-based specialist, mental health therapist, and trained parent guide to answer any and all questions seven days a week, all within one chat. Oath has ancillary care specialists such as sleep and lactation consultants, pelvic floor therapists, and specialists in nutrition, exercise, speech, and early childhood development that are tagged into your chat to specifically answer your questions, and they host weekly calls so that you can receive medical expertise that is paired with wisdom from the other Oath members on the call. Additionally, they have four stage-based communities as the initial way for moms to connect in the Oath app outside of their intimate Oath Care team chat. Join Oath Care for a stress-free community to connect with fellow parents moderated by the experts of credible support and solutions. We provide judgment-free support and personalized guidance for motherhood. Expert-moderated communities provide built-in and humanized fact-checking to ensure parents in receiving the most up-to-date evidence-based advice. The community feature is free and always will be, and they have four stage-based communities where parents can ask questions and support each other through pregnancy, postpartum, infant, toddler, and young child. The support grows with you. You can find your own virtual village, and it's moderated by experts. So one, personalized guidance, oath matches you with your own care team, a stage-based specialist, mental health therapist, and trained parent guide to answer any and all questions seven days a week, all within one chat, which is incredible. Oath has ancillary care specialists such as sleep and lactation consultants, pelvic floor therapists, and specialists in nutrition, exercise, speech, and early childhood development that are tagged into your chat to specifically answer your questions and they host weekly calls so that you can receive medical expertise that is paired with wisdom from the other Oath members on the call. For more information, you can check out the website OathCare.com or download the OathCare app directly from the Apple App Store or Google Play at the link in our bio. Yeah, a lot of people said too, which was weird, like... Oh, I usually always watch the Olympics, but I didn't really watch this one. You know, how I know. Many, like, you would think with like that? COVID, so you'd be people. watching because like nothing's been going on, you know, and like things have been canceled. But then again, like here I go, always talking about social media. I think it just goes back to 
social media and people are just lazy now and they like I just feel like people don't care as much about sports like little kids like I go to all these gymnastics things and like the little kids don't even know what the Olympics was and I'm like I knew what the Olympics was like how do you not know <laughs> I'm like they don't know who we are and I'm like that's just sad like they're all just attached to phones technology TikTok social media they don't I don't it just makes me sad I'm like what does the world come to like I know sports aren't everything. Not everyone's about sports, but like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, yeah, I've kind of said that too. Like for me to go to the Olympics, I think it was just like a sucky time. Like no one really cares anymore. It's just weird. I don't know. Just yeah, kind of sad. You did, I mean, you did some appearances like on your own. You still kind of do afterwards, but it was also, I mean, you were in a weird spot because you were kind of like, in between agents at the time and like you wanted to write a book which we are working on but that's kind of got set back because yeah, a it's big fallen, mess happened it's fallen through a yeah. few times and like and there was just so many other things you wanted to do but also you were tired and so like because i remember you'd have opportunities like hey this company wants to work with you or like do this appearance or whatnot and you're just like no i just don't really want to do yeah. anything you know or the show that nastia was on they kind of had asked me to do it. Yeah, but you but didn't want to do I it. I didn't want to do it because we were going to Hawaii. So I'd literally have to go to Hawaii, fly straight from Hawaii, go to that freaking boot camp thing in some freaking other country and like quarantine for like two weeks and then do this. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to go to Hawaii <laughs> stressing the whole time and feeling sick <laughs> to my stomach. And like, then they ended up not being able to use me because someone was going to drop out. So then I was going to be able to go in. But then they ended up, I think, doing it. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. It looked really awful. Yeah, probably all for the best. Probably all for the best. I mean, but there's been things like that that I just kind of have said no to. Um, I also just hate traveling. I hate being away from Jonas. I hate being by myself. It's just like, I don't know. I think being a girl, I just get like I just get scared to go anywhere. So I have a hard time. Like I'm always like, okay, if Jonas can come or. If Jonas can be there, you know, I, it's more easy for me to want to do it. But So when you were done, was it hard to have structure to your day without your normal schedule, your normal training? Yeah. I just became really lazy. I became a couch potato. <laughs> you know I came up a couch potato because you get mad at me. You're so lazy. You just sit and watch TV and I'm just like... This is so nice. I just sit here. No one tell me what to do. I don't have to push myself and cry to make that routine when I'm struggling. Like, so I don't know. It's funny because the next because the next question I had for you is: Did you ever just want to sleep and relax all day every day after spending so much of your life? (laughs) Literally, I had no motivation. I'm like, whoa. I already feel like I'm kind of lazy. It's lazy as it is, but like you know, having coaches down your throat and like you you have a reason that you have to be somewhere and like I'm gonna be there on time I'm gonna show up I'm gonna be there and then it was like not having to have that I'm like whoa like this is awesome like I just didn't I just did, didn't do anything <laughs> I'm like literally if I could just sit here and stare at the wall for weeks I would be okay with it even if it was just staring at the wall not even watching tv but just sitting here like not having anything to do i'm like wow this is the best feeling ever that's so funny. <laughs> just weird so i guess that answers the question yeah um did this stage ever lead to arguments between us Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
Jonas is very I mean, productive, hardworking, works out like three times a day. And I, since he's known me, <coughs> like I would have to go to bed early. He would get mad because like I wouldn't want to stay up and like hang out when we were in college. And I was a great athlete. I worked hard and I think it was really hard for him to see me not be motivated because you're so motivated and driven. So like I think you're really struggling with it. I think it was harder for me to transition to life after the Olympics than it was for you because you were just like, oh, this is great. I'm retired. I'm just not doing anything. And for me, it was like all of a sudden there was a new person that I'm married to. And I'm and it was like it was just weird because I'm used to, you know, you you work really hard. You had your routine, like you'd do your things. We'd both, you know, be working and like and then I'd wake up, work out, you're still asleep, I'd eat breakfast, you're still <laughs> asleep, I'd go to work, and then you'd call me at like twelve to like bug me. <laughs> and then I'd come home I and like you're just to talk on the phone a lot and I when I get bored I call Jonas like fifty times at work and he hates it, but and then I just I, miss him so and much. And then I'd come home and you're just watching TV and I'm like, what the heck? Like, what are you been? And then you like, you'll ask me to do something for you. I know. And and like the laundry hasn't been done. The table's a mess. <laughs> but then even when I go and clean it and watch, you'd still get mad at me. Like, at least if you clean the messes and then I'll spend a day where like I do like an eight hour deep clean of the whole house. And then like somehow you still find a reason to get mad at me for watching TV. It's uh-uh. so funny. Well, it's, it's just, it's just something like, I don't know. When I'm, like, if I've had, like, a long day and I come home. I mean, I totally get it. But it's also, it's not it's not just you watching TV. Like, that's fine. Like, I'll watch TV. But it's, like, I'll come home, you're watching TV, and you do this thing where you'll ask me to do something. I know. Right? I <laughs> See, know. And you no, know. I know. It. I totally get you'll, it. Because you'll be sitting there and you're like, like, hey, can you grab me this? And I know what it's like because when I was eight years old or five years old and then went to high school and was doing all those hours of gymnastics... I never got to relax. I never got to have time to do my homework and not stress about it like most other people do. I know other people were athletes, but not like a gymnast and not missing as much school and training as many hours. And you got to have a childhood and I didn't. So like like looking at it now, it looks pretty pathetic, especially like being an adult and being lazy. But like I didn't get to have a childhood. Like you got to hang out with friends. If you wanted to have a day where you could just sit at home and like chill that night and do your homework and then go to school the next day, you could. I never had that. So it's like now it's like I just up. want that. And I would be jealous of my friends. I would be jealous of my parents even. Like they just get to sit at home all day while I, you know, go work my butt off in the gym, you know, like there was times where I would have my feelings hurt and like couldn't understand it. But now it's like the same thing with you. You just don't get it. But it's like I had the, to have that drive and that work ethic for a long, long time. And like you did sports and stuff, but I'm just saying it's not like it was for me. And you just like don't understand. Like I had to do that at a very young age. Yeah, I know. So it's like now that I'm older, even though I should be working because I'm older but it's like I worked that whole time, so now it's just like my time to have that break, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's no, hard for sense. you because you got that break, and now it's your your go time to work hard. But it's like I had that since I was five years old, so it's like. What about like training, dieting, working out? Was it hard for you to stay motivated to do all that stuff after the Olympics? And mm-hmm. you've kind of already mentioned this, but <laughs> that was the funny thing. To your credit, though, it was like you only took – I don't know, you took like four or six months off where you didn't really do anything. And then I remember one day you're like, all right, I need to start working out again. Mm-hmm. And then That was hard. And you did, and you're in great shape again. 
And you didn't get chubby or anything. You just... I was chubby. No, you weren't yeah, chubby. Yeah, we even looked you back just... at pictures. We should send them pictures and have them pull <laughs> it up when we went on that hike. Like, in the moment, I didn't feel it like... It was just a bad angle. I didn't, like, feel chubby. No, I was chubby. It's fine. I didn't feel chubby. And you, it's you not just... that I'm chubby. It's just, like, compared to what I was, and then you look yeah, at that, it, like, so... makes me look chubby. Like, you're just kind of like, what? Like, that is not you. <laughs> and I'm like, that is not me. That is not, like... My arms are kind of puffier. My muscles, like, not as defined. It's just kind of, like, bleh. And my, like, legs were a little bit thicker. I mean, it's hard because you'll never be in as good shape as when you were mm-hmm. training for the Olympics because you, like, shredded. Right. You had huge muscles. So, it's, like, it's huge hard to... Huge muscles. Com- I went gluten-free. I cared a little bit more about what I ate during the Olympics. Like, at the Olympics, I was, like, my prime. Like, college, I still looked really good, but I think some people thought I was, like, anorexic when I went into like back into elite but I think like training more hours but then also just really caring about what I ate and went gluten-free it really defined my muscles and my body so I just looked really lean but I was eating I promise I love food do you feel like I helped at all as you were going through changes in training and dieting yes and no (laughs) I mean for like the long run yes like and I think a lot of people noticed that And a lot of people could see that, but it was frustrating when like I had a really bad day and like you just couldn't understand, you know, because you're always so positive and like you just like sometimes I just couldn't vent because, you know, men, they don't like to listen to you vent and talk about how bad my day was. He's like, just be positive and then, you know, try to have a better day tomorrow. So there are like times where obviously it got hard and like you were you annoyed me, but like for the long run, like you were supportive and you did help me get through it. And I think it was just hard on the both of us. Cause like just a different, we just had to adjust. And it was like our first year of marriage too. So it was like hard in COVID and we went through like a lot, our first year of marriage, but overall, like I think I was the best ever because of you. Well, that's nice. Eh. <laughs> what? Eh. That's, nice. that's really nice of you to say. Yeah. I mean, I know I could have done better, but... Um, I mean, you did do a lot, but there are times where, like, you definitely pissed me off, but <laughs> that's just normal. Yeah, that's that's probably just called being married. Um, did it ever feel like you had too much free time after retirement? And then what do you do with that free time even now? I mean, we I think we kind of know the answer. I mean, you already mentioned I'm it. Like, you enjoyed having free time because it was, like, kind of a new thing for you. And what yeah. do you do with free time now? I mean, you like to go shopping. You Hang like out with friends. It's been hard because it's like watch. winter. Yeah. So we should have made a YouTube video. Maybe we still can or post something. But I went snowboarding for the first time. I don't know if I've really talked about it because I didn't really post on my Instagram because I thought we were going to do a YouTube video. And then Jonas is like, I don't know if we have enough footage just because Jonas couldn't end up going with us that day because he had a work thing. And so, like, he wanted to get Bob. My coach Bob was in town. So he wanted to be able to get Bob coaching me, like, in a video instead of just Bob, like, talking through the camera and videoing me. But um, I did go snowboarding for the first time and did really, really good. Um, And I was able to go, like, right off the ski lift, like, natural. Like, I never fell down or got stuck in between the ski lift and coming off and... Um, I caught on, caught on to it really quickly and ended up going down, what was it, a blue? Mm-hmm. Down a blue, even though we thought yeah. it was just a green from the Kitty Hill. But then 
we didn't know where we were going so we went from the bottom of the slope all the way up to the top in the little what's that thing that carries you ski lift this no it's like a little the gondola i don't know something that carries you to the top of the mountain yeah it's a ski lift isn't the ski lift what you sit in though yes that carries you up the mountain no it was like we went into a box automatic oh, the thing. gondola sure anyway we went into that and it carried us all the way to the freaking tippy top of the mountain and if you went down the wrong thing you were going down like black diamond and so bob was like we're obviously not in the right spot, but we're going to find a way down. And it was so terrifying. But then once we started going down the big, like, puffy snow parts, I just was going. And it was, like, crazy. But I was super sore and it was horrible. But that was, like, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I could do snowboarding. Because I never thought I was going to try it because I hate the cold. And actually did really well. And it was a really good day. And the weather was good. So I enjoyed it. So we thought that would become a new hobby. But I've only gone the one time. <laughs> but Jonas has gotten into it now. So Jonas has been mm-hmm. doing that a lot. I have not. But um, that was really fun. Did something new. Um, I so don't know. So a few more questions. I know, but I just feel like I don't really do much. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? You're like, I, I don't know. I agree. I guess like, it's I just, not like it's a good or bad thing. I know, I just, but I just like. Like, we haven't even gone on a vacation, and I want to go so bad. But me and my sister did get Taylor Swift tickets, so we're going to be seeing Taylor Swift. Thank goodness we got those, so I'm excited for that. So how is your mental health after the Olympics? Do you feel like overall are you happier now? Do you feel like your mind can finally relax? Um, Is it better for your mental health to not be in gymnastics anymore? Yeah. I mean like I remember like I told you it's weird like after the first little bit of coming home from like tour and stuff I'm like this is so weird because even tour was it was stressful and traveling a lot and being with girls for you know weeks on weeks and it was (coughs) that was still a lot and we were tired and um but I remember like right when we started coming home and I you know started to adjusting to normal life um I was like wow this is weird like my whole life I feel like I've had a constant headache and I'm just constantly stressed because I put a lot of pressure on myself and I want to win and I'm competitive and I work really hard and I just like constantly like I think like when I came back to gymnastics since I wasn't in school and stuff I'd sleep until like 10 o'clock and I told Jonas the reason why I'd kept sleeping until like the last minute till I had to get up is because it would help me not think about the day or think about like what I'm going to be going through at practice that day or what my assignment's going to be and having to get through it until I get back home. And it was just like, all I wanted to do was sleep because it helped my mind not think of things. Um, and it was weird, like coming home and not having to feel that way anymore. Like I didn't have the stress, the anxiety. I'm like, whoa, it's so weird waking up and not worrying about the day and worrying about what I'm going to be going through and just like wanting to puke my guts out and like all that stress just from like, traveling like it's weird even traveling because whenever I would travel mostly it'd be like going to a meet or going to camp and just like getting on the plane and feeling sick and like I don't know how this meet's going to turn out and the next time I'm on the plane I'm going to know how I did and then I'll be judging myself and thinking of what I need to do better and what's going to come next and what can I improve on and or you know I'm sitting there like that was a great meet we can move on to the next you know and so it's like weird flying and not having stress and like 
not worrying about what time I go to bed and just, I don't know all the things. And like, I don't, it's weird. Like I was like, wow, my, my brain's like calm. Like I think my brain was just constantly like, and I was like Mm -hmm. constantly like, and stressed and, uh, cause especially in college, you compete like freaking 16 times, like every freaking weekend. And it was just like every day, like you're just preparing for that meet and going to practice and you're stressed with school. And, oh man, it was like anxiety on like a thousand. Wow. So yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely been very nice, like not having to have that anymore. And I don't know how other athletes are, how they handle all that, but I was, I feel like I was just constantly like on a high. Is it hard to always be known now as an Olympic athlete or do you like it? Is it fun? I like it. It's fun. And I feel like I'm not even always known. Like there's still a lot of people that don't know, you know, Mm-hmm. that's true so still get to live like both sides of it do people still come up to you in public and to say hi or ask for photos how do you feel when they do that um i definitely have to say it's not as much as it was the first couple months of coming home um it's definitely calmed down a bit but if people i think the worst part is if I'm somewhere and someone's like following me around a store and you know they're following you but like you're not going to say anything but you're like why don't you just come up and say something? So instead of like stalking me and following me, why don't you just come up, say something? I'm not scary. I'll be nice. I'll let you take a picture, whatever. Talk to me for a few minutes and we're good to go. So I I don't mind if people come up to me in public. Um, obviously, if it's in like a normal situation, obviously not if it's at a time where it's not meant to happen. But other than that, most of the time I'm fine with it. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I I always like it. I think it's really cool because a lot of, I don't know, people are starstruck meeting you. And I think it's cool. Just mm-hmm. you get to chat with them for a little bit, get pictures. And some people are so nice. They're like, we're so sorry to bug you. And we're just like, I don't know, in City Creek yeah. or walking around. We're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's no, mm-hmm. no big deal. We're just walking around. I think it's cool. And I just, it's like not every day when, I mean, obviously I'm not a celebrity, but like there's I don't think I've ever run into a celebrity you know what I mean so like for that like it's just that's got to be so cool like Mm -hmm. you know if I was them and I ran into you know Sean Johnson like before I met Sean like now I know Sean so it's like you know I'm not like oh my gosh but like (laughs) if I like had never met Sean and I never was as big into gymnastics as I was like that would be so cool just running into her in the store and there's nothing worse than when people are just mean and crabby and rude you know to their fans I just I don't get that there's just Mm. no reason for it obviously I get people have bad days but then that's when you just say I'm so sorry but not today but very nice to meet you and wave but there's just no rude no need to be rude I don't know I always take the time I I really like it when this this doesn't happen a lot but sometimes I'll be by myself like the other week i was everybody checking loves out. jonas more than me i'm like okay i know no, he's no, no, hot no. i was checking. i know he's tall i know everyone knows where you are no, and what can you I look finish like my story I yes was... but i'm just saying everyone loves you more than me no okay that's yeah. not true but i was checking out at cvs just chatting with the lady that was, was there this? did you tell me about this yes i told you oh. about this, this oh was probably yeah, like a yeah. month ago i remember just now. chatting with the lady that was you know working the cash register and like as I was leaving, she's like, you've got a super cool wife, by the way. I'm like, oh, like that was really cool. Like, <laughs> like oh, thank you. Like, it means a lot. Yeah. That, that ha- it's happened to me a few times. We're like, just like a, a random stranger. They're like, by the way, your wife's really cool. I don't know. I like That's that. Nice. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, 
I agree. So last question for you. Um, I, I always ask Jonas, though. I'm like, would you have ever thought in your wildest dreams that you would be married to an Olympian? <laughs> no, I thought I was, you know, like, was going to be an Olympian. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that didn't happen. I loved um, it for you. Yeah, it's still pretty cool. Okay, last question. Did you ever or do you currently or will you ever consider training for the next Olympics? Oh why or why not? I mean, maybe if I wasn't freaking 26, <laughs> maybe. Um, okay, I mean, well, you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know. Um, I'm trying to, th I'm like thinking of so many different scenarios in my head right now. I'm like, where do I want to start? That's where do I go question. about this? Yeah. So it's hard because one, like I've always felt like if you went to the Olympics and like you did pretty well or at least took home a medal, I'm like, well, you've already achieved your, like your dream. Like the Olympics is like the highest of the highs. There's not really much more you can do. And so, like, it always made me so mad when, like, Olympians would come back and go for another one. But then, like, I totally get it. And, like, if I was in their shoes and wanted to go again, I feel like I should have the right to do that. But, like, it would just make me so mad because then they would take, like, two years off. And then we would all be training for the next four years, you know. And then, like, they make the team. But then when I decided to come back, I kind of had that feeling, like, feeling bad for those girls that you know, possibly could have the spot. I'm taking a spot from then, but I feel like, you know, I've talked to some girls about it and they feel like, no, we never felt that way. Cause like, you know, they knew for me, I'd been so gypped and robbed and they, you know, were kind of excited that I came back. I'm sure it still hurt, but I always just felt bad kind of coming back into the scene, you know, but like for me, I never really made the Olympics. Like I never got to compete in it. So for me, like I had a reason to come back. Um, but I also just feel like, since I went to an Olympics, like, I don't need to go again. Like, I don't know, just the training and the time that it takes. And then I'm kind of also like, I feel like other girls should have a chance, especially in gymnastics. Not very many people get the chance to make it. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't see the need to do it like over and over and over again. But I guess, you know, if you have the drive and that's what you want to do and you're so good at it and you can go and win and win all those medals and win that money, then you know, it's still pretty freaking awesome to have that many Olympic medals. So I totally get it. But for me, I do not have really the desire to go back. But it's funny because my mom will always joke with my coach, Lisa. So like, if Michaela came back and just did like, you know, floor and vault, would you take her? And Lisa's like, always like, of course, like, I'm always here to do it again. Yeah, but that's not even an option for the next Olympics, right? Yeah. So like, like, maybe if there was an option for me to just do two events, like, or even I'm just like, one event. Yeah, I'm like I could maybe I could maybe do that. I could maybe do that. I can I can see you just doing vault again if that yeah. were ever an option. Yeah. But it's, it sounds like they're taking away the individual it, event spot. It is. They only so. did it for the one Olympics, which on, honestly I didn't really like it. I wish they wouldn't have done it. But yeah, um, it kind of took away from the whole team thing. Yeah, I just I didn't really like it. So I'm glad it's going back to the five. But I mean, sometimes in the Olympics, like they need people for different events, but. I also don't think it's fair for someone to go for it in an event. So, 
Oh, I see. I mean, like they could still take you just to get your score involved, but then. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It's like. You could you could go for worlds, and just. Yeah, but it's like I mean, worlds is still really cool, but it's like Olympics is cooler, and I already yeah, did that, so it's like the worlds a bunch. But. I mean, like I have said in the past, never say never, but frick, man. I don't think I want to go through that again. It was, like, horrible. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how these girls, like, want to keep doing it. I'm like, no. I do not want to go back through that. It's just hard. Yeah. So I think I'm good where I'm at. But, again, never say never. You never know. Who knows? Everyone keeps telling me, well, why don't you just have a kid and then come back. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but like my coach Lisa is always like, Michaela could so come back. Like she could take however long off. And I think she could do gymnastics till she's like 30 or 40 years old. And I'm like, honestly, you probably could. Cause your body's pretty durable. Yeah. And like, you haven't really had any lingering aches or pains yeah. or anything. And like, I think I, I mean, I could totally do it. I just, it, just, it wouldn't be fun. Uh, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I've had enough time in it and I've done it. I did my thing. Yeah. I've, it's just too much Been of a there. commitment. It's, it's literally, it's, gymnastics is so hard. I just really don't want to go through that again. Like, now being away from it for so long, oof. Like, at least I was still doing college gymnastics, so I was still doing gymnastics. It wasn't like I just stopped, but I'm happy where I am. I'm That's in a good, good spot. <laughs> that kind of leads into our assumption for this week, which is Michaela wants to someday compete in the Olympics again. <laughs> So we pretty much just answered that. I mean, yes, would that be freaking cool to go to Paris or L.A.? Frick yeah. But mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch other girls live out their dreams and get to shine and do their thing like I did with mine. So You should set a goal to commentate at the Olympics. That would be cool. That would be using your sports broadcasting degree. I know, but. That would be a job. But that will either be Nastia or I feel like someone else that's already working well, on it. I don't it, know. So. Throw yourself in the mix. I'll vote for you. Yeah, but I don't know if they're just going to have me do the Olympics if I'm not really doing other commentating stuff. I don't know if they'll just throw me out there, but you never know. Never know. You never know. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Thanks again, as always, for tuning in. Hope you learned a little something new about our lives adjusting to life after gymnastics in the olympics Jonas, it's been a breeze for you <laughs> i'm just kidding breeze. he's had so many new jobs and yeah we've gone through so many different things but i feel like for you at least like you have something i'm kind of still like i don't know what i'm doing but <laughs> it's okay that's true anyways thanks guys we'll catch you next week see you next week everyone bye